0: Welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer here at the Herald. Anthony, what's going on?
1: Nothing much, David. How are you? Busy time in South Florida, as we both
0: know. Uh, Both of us work in those uh, seven-day weeks, pretty much, at this point. Um, Heat and Panthers uh, playing games pretty much simultaneously all week here. Uh, we're going to mostly talk about the Heat, although I have a feeling we'll, we'll probably sneak some Panthers thoughts in here, as we have often done uh, throughout this season. Uh, we're recording this Wednesday after Game One of the Eastern Conference Finals last night, um, where the Heat um, kind of it was kind of the blueprint to me was was that what that win was. Um, obviously, we talked about what they did at home in those first couple of games against Philly, kind of similar, right? Uh, taking care of business when. The other team is, is shorthanded taking care of those injuries. But the story of the night, obviously, and the story of these playoffs at this point uh, in a lot of ways, at least in the East, I think, is Jimmy Butler. Uh, it's been quietly, like, kind of bubbling beneath the surface in, in the East because, you know, quite frankly, the Heat series has been the uh kind of like the lowest profile series in every round because of how kind of quickly uh, and thoroughly they dispatched to the Hawks. Uh, and then in the Eastern Conference, uh, the semifinals, that Celtics, uh, Bucks series was so good that the Heat's, um, kind of strange series with the Sixers with, you know, they, they obviously dominated pretty much every game at home, uh, lost those two in really ugly fashion on the road and then really whooped the Sixers in, in game six. Um, the Heat have kind of flown under the radar. I think the, the one, Like, the obvious take was, ah, Jimmy Butler is kind of on fire right now and no one's really noticing. Uh, Well, everyone took notice, obviously, in Game 1 on Tuesday night uh, where he goes for 41 points, uh, kind of single-handedly puts that game away in the third quarter. Um, It was uh, vintage playoff Jimmy, and he is, you know, there we've compared him a lot to bubble Jimmy, right, in the way that he, especially in the finals, took his game up a notch, but he was doing it in spots throughout the playoffs. Uh, the level of consistency he has had in this playoff. So I think is another on another level. Um, and, you know, we've seen it now in every series. Is it every series? He's had a 40 point game now. He's been, I believe so. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, yeah. So he's, you know, that is unlike anything we have seen from him in his, you know, still short time relatively here in Miami, but obviously a very prolific time. Um, but he is on a, on a, He's taken his game truly to yet another level.
1: Yeah, and we, you know, you and I were ahead of this before the national media. We talked about this last week, David, right? Yep. That Jimmy looked like either yep. arguably either the best player in, in the playoffs so far or definitely one of the top two, top three. Um, at this point, I would say it's him and Luca, right, that probably have been the two best yep. uh, so far in these playoffs. Um, yeah, it's pretty incredible. I mean, Jimmy is playing, and, you know, usually – I would say this and it'd be like hyperbole, but I don't even think it's hyperbole at this point. when you look at the numbers and you compare them, he's playing like Michael Jordan in the playoffs
0: right now. <laughs> like it, it, Anthony, it, I'm it, sorry, you've, you've compared Caleb to uh LeBron this year and, and Jimmy Butler to Michael Jordan. I mean, I don't How know. is this team not going to win it all? That's the thing
1: I was, I was going to say, like if he continues to play like Michael Jordan, there might win the championship. I, I think that's a hot take that I will stand by. Um, I I keep thinking this is not sustainable. Um, Obviously, Jimmy's a great player. I'm not saying he isn't, but the numbers he's putting up are historic. Um, He's averaging basically 30 points a game on 53% shooting, seven rebounds, five assists, two steals. Um, Russell Westbrook and Michael Jordan are the only two players in NBA history have averaged at least 29 points, seven rebounds, five assists, and two steals during an entire playoff run. Russell Westbrook's uh, playoff run when he did that was one round. Um, So it's really Michael Jordan and Jimmy that have put up those numbers. And then Jimmy's doing on 53% shooting, which, again, is very uh, impressive. Um, He put up a stat line uh, in Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals that has never been recorded before in a playoff game. Um, And in the regular season, only Anthony Davis, David Robinson, James Harden, Hakeem Olajuwon, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar have folded off. Um, He's playing tremendous. He's been all-time in the playoffs so far. I thought Bubble Jimmy was the best Jimmy we're going to get. I think he has raced – he hasn't right. even been better than that.
0: Honestly. Yeah, you mentioned, like, is he going to hit a wall at some point? It's hard not to think of, was it was a game five where he slumped over the, yeah. the railing. Um, you know, like, that came eventually in that series. In game six, he was just out of gas in the finals. Um, and But, of course, like I said, he really only had to do that type of Jimmy on a consistent basis. In the finals that year, I think he had maybe a forty-point game earlier in that run. Um, but
1: you yeah, know, it was really the finals where he like, it was
0: really the finals was the yeah. only time he had to do that complete takeover mode. Um, and you know he did it for five games and then he crashed basically. And you know he's done it longer already than he did in the finals. Um, and like you said, you wonder if it's sustainable. Um, if he's gonna hit a wall at some point. And yeah, I mean it's hard not to, like, have that thought. But the fact that he hasn't hit one yet is kind of astonishing, and they obviously they've got potentially 13 games left, which is a ton. Um, so you know it's it's really hard to bank on him doing this for that much longer. Um, but you know until he gives us a reason to to doubt it, it's hard to doubt him at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean he just continues to do it, and and look, I'm not again. I think Jimmy's great and. You know, last year you've heard me on this podcast say he probably should have gotten an MVP vote. I almost gave him an MVP vote la- last season. Um, put him all. I think all. I think I put him all NBA first team last year. Um, he's he's one of the best players in the NBA. I think he's yeah. He's under. He's obviously underrated, and I don't think that'll be the case anymore after this year's playoffs. Um, but just what he's doing is, is stuff that really not many guys have done before in NBA history. Um, he's, it's it, He's been one of, I mean, him, LeBron, and Dwayne Wade are the three best playoff the players in Heat history, right? I mean, that's yeah. pretty clear. I mean, and if this continues for Jimmy, he might have the best playoffs in individual playoff run in Heat history if he wins the championship and continues at this pace. And that's saying something because you had LeBron and then you had Dwayne Wade in 2006.
0: Yeah. but two of the great playoff runs of all time. Yeah. You
1: had arguably the best finals performance in NBA history in 2006 uh, with Dwayne Wade. So. You can't say enough of what Jimmy's doing, and it's not, you know, this is obvious, but it's not just on offense. What he's doing defensively, um, he's just a great two-way player. And what's the most, like, eye-opening thing to me is not only the numbers, but how much is, like, uh, Jimmy cares about the regular season, but he's just a totally different player in the playoffs. It's, It's like night and day. I mean, there are times in the regular season where he takes seven shots. And he obviously doesn't take that many threes in the regular season. It's just a different guy. It's like, he's just waiting for the playoffs. Um, Playoff Jimmy is the real thing. Um, And now we've seen it for, you know, two of the last three years.
0: Yeah. It's funny. One of of the big storylines coming out of the bubble finals was, is Jimmy Butler a top 10 player? And it's kind of crazy that we're here now two years later. Like everyone was like, that is peak Jimmy. He's never going to get better than that, basically. Um, And I think it's, it's, like, it's not even an argument anymore. Like, there is a top 10 guy. That I don't even know how. Like, there's a clear, kind of a clear top seven, I would say, in the NBA right now with Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, LeBron, KD, um, Steph, Luca, probably. And then, like, after that, maybe you put Jason Tatum ahead of him. Like, let's say whoever wins the series gets to be number eight on that list. But either way, like, he's top 10. Like, it, there's a huge drop off after that. And, um, you know, maybe in the regular season, again, like we, it's funny, a couple, a month ago, we were talking about, is he going to be all NBA, um, in the regular season, maybe he's not one of the 10 most valuable guys across an 82 game season, um, which, you know, I, I would kind of quibble with that considering that Heat uh, had the best record, uh, in the East and, you know, the culture setting type stuff that he does, I think is really valuable, uh, in, least in, in Miami, uh, where he's kind of really fit in well, as we've talked about a lot. Um, but come playoff, like, if you're trying to win a championship, he's one of the 10 guys you want. Like, there's there's absolutely no doubt about that at this point.
1: Yeah. Um, again, we talked about this last week, but Jimmy Boulder, number one in the playoffs in player efficiency rating, win shares, um, value of a replacement, box plus minus, offensive box plus minus, defensive box plus minus. Um, this is why Jokic won the won MVP in the regular season because he was number one in all these categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy is doing the exact same thing, but in the playoffs, um, Jimmy so far has been the MVP of the playoffs. I, I think that's, I don't think I'm going out on the limb and saying that um, obviously things could change if they lose the next four games, but up to this point, Jimmy Butler has been the MVP of the NBA, of the 2022 NBA playoffs. So, um, you know, again, if he continues to play like Michael Jordan, uh, the heater might pick to win the NBA championship.
0: I think that's fair, and it's, 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 it feels he had to get game one. I think on Tuesday they they with uh, the Celtics obviously missing Marcus Smart and Al Horford, and Horford will probably be out for games two and three at least too. Um, I, it sounds like right, but based on COVID protocols, mm-hmm. um, so you know it, it's it's wide open at this point. Um, with the Suns going down, uh, with you know the the Warriors. Uh, I who are the favorite I think uh, in Vegas right now uh, or at least were a couple of days ago um you know being kind of deeply flawed like that if they win the championship that would probably be the worst like number two option a champion has had that I can remember. Like who's their second best player? Jordan Poole or, or Draymond who refuses to shoot. Like the you know, deeply, deeply flawed favorite right now. Um you know the the, the Celtics obviously looked great and looked great in round two taking down the the defending champs but you know the heat have that have the lead you know they won game one which you're supposed to do um, but if they can protect home court advantage here then you know they're every bit as much a contender as anyone left um, where you know it really kind of does feel like everyone's got an equal shot here which we talked about I think even in last round or it's been a talking point for a little while just how open it's been but even usually when you get to these conference finals, Kind of feels like there's usually at least one team that's like they're not going to win it all. Like right. they're, they're kind of the punching bag here, just the the last roadblock. That is not the case this year. Any of these four teams can win, and and the Heat need um, need Jimmy Butler to probably be great to do it. Um, but they also, you know, like I said, I, I thought Game One was really the blueprint for them. It's it's how they're going to win in this series. The, the defense was uh, very solid, particularly in the third quarter. Um, they shot. Good enough from three-point range, ten for thirty. Um, a lot of timely threes. Again, a lot of this came down to the third quarter last night, where the game just totally flipped, and the Heat uh, went from what were they down at the half? They were down uh, nine, I think. They were down eight. eight, eight. Down eight at the half, eight. and then outscore the Celtics thirty-nine fourteen in the uh, third quarter, where it was you know they were hitting threes, they were defending, um, outshot the Celtics from three, which helped. Um, had yeah. a good Tyler Hero game, uh, seven for 15 from the field, 18 points, uh, eight rebounds, um, which that's huge. Also, obviously, he has been, uh, kind of the X factor all along and, and for the most part, has kind of, I think, underwhelmed a little bit in these playoffs. Um, but, you know, last night, obviously, it starts and ends with Jimmy. Um, but it was a, a total effort. Like, that is what the Heat has to look like. Um, to win a seven-game series here because, you again, as good as Jimmy is, you can't bank on 41 every night. But if, you know, if Jimmy plays a standard good game, right, 30 points or something, and you get 33-plus percent shooting from three, and you get 20-ish points from Tyler Hero, and you hold the Celtics to 45% or worse from the field or something, like kind of all those numbers they were hovering right around last night, then every one of these games is going to be close and you're going to, win some of those. And then obviously Jimmy is going to steal you a game or two at this point. Like you have to bank on that, that he's going to have a game where he kind of single-handedly wins. He obviously sort of did it last night and he could do it again once, once or twice more in this series.
1: Yeah. I mean, Jimmy obviously has to be great for this team to win a title. Um not, you know, it doesn't have to be 40 point great, but he has to be right. the same best
0: same with Jason Tatum has to be great. Steph yeah, Like every, every right. one of
1: these teams, everyone players needs players. their best player to be. The All same.
0: these teams are actually very dependent on their number one guy. I would say. Yeah.
1: For sure, um, the Heat might be the least dependent. Honestly, like they're they're dependent on Jimmy, but they might be least dependent.
0: Yeah, it's kind of them and the Warriors, but the Warriors yeah. are like it's just because Steph makes it everything they do possible. But yeah, you're right because we, yeah. we saw it all along with the yeah. Heat.
1: Um, but the, the, yeah, I agree. The other story of this game was obviously the third quarter. I mean, it was one of the best third quarters in Heat playoff history. Um, one of the worst third qu- one of the worst quarters in Celtics recent playoff history. Um, they won the game. In the third. Um yeah, they the, Celtics, did. the Celtics outscored the Heat by fourteen points in the other three quarters. Um, but the third quarter was so good that it didn't matter. Um and defense was really the story. Um, you know, yes, Jimmy played well, he, I think he had seventeen points in the quarter, but the heat's defense was on another level. I, you know, it was kind of ugly in the first half first half. It was actually like a miracle they were only down eight at halftime because of how bad the heat played. Um the Celtics scored forty two pain points. Uh, in the first half, which is kind of very unheat like, um, the Heat are really good at protecting the rim and limiting opportunities in the paint, as we all know. Um, and they got back to that in the second half. Um, I think they had six six paint points the rest of the game uh, in the second half. So, um, what, did, and what did the Celtics shoot in the third quarter? Four, they had 14 points on two of 15 shooting from the field, just complete domination. Yeah. Um, and look, we know this C defense is really good. What do they finished fourth best defense in the NBA. We have to remember that Bam Adebayo missed. What he missed almost two months, um, and during that time, yeah, he was basically yeah. averaged defensively.
0: If you if and and, was yeah, and, G- year, and Jimmy missed time, and Kyle Lowry yeah. missed time, like those are three yeah. all all. Well, they like, all missed time, and that kind of hurt the defense. If, if if Bam Adebayo was healthy
1: all year, this is probably the best defense in the NBA, and that's saying something because the Celtics were really good. But mm-hmm. if Bam and Abai, if Bam and was playing those six weeks that he missed, um, and he take out that. Six-week period where they were, you know, the 15th best defense in the NBA. Basically, this team's probably, you know, again, they're they're an elite defensive team. We know that, but I think some people kind of like say, oh, the Celtics are clearly the better defensive team. Like they've had an all-time, you know, all-time uh, defensive season. The Heat, I think they showed last night, they could be on their level. So yes, last night, like the offenses had their moments. Both teams had their moments offensively, but I still expect a lot of kind of in the mud. Games in this series. Um, it, surprisingly, last night, like half court wise, talked a lot about the Heat's half court offense. It was their second best half court uh, offense performance in the playoffs, which is surprising because he came against Boston. But that's how good Jimmy was, basically. Like Jimmy, Jimmy was just unstoppable. That he he lifted them to that to that uh, number. Um, but I, I still expect, even after last night, like there'll be a lot of ugly games where. There's going to be a lot of like those third, that third quarter stretch for Boston. That's going to happen to Miami in this series too. I mean, Boston's defense right. is just too good.
0: Yeah, we've we've seen it from Miami even in against worse defenses like in these playoffs. So yeah. it's, it's going to happen. You know, the Heat are not. They kind of I don't want to say played a perfect game last night because, like you said, they got outscored by 14 in the other three quarters. But you know, they didn't have that. Like I said, you kind of if you're running through the checklist of what the Heat needs to do to win. The championship win in the playoffs like you would have. Obviously you need great Jimmy. Check. You need Tyler Hero to be good. Check. You need good defense. Check. You need good, good three point shooting. You know, not incredible last night, but 33.3%. Check. I'll, I'll count that. Um, they, there you know, we've seen a lot of games where just one of those flaws can kind of undo the heat, right? The three point shooting obviously did it, uh, against the Sixers in those couple of games. Um, I honestly can't even really remember the Hawks lost at this point. But, like, uh, you know, they, w- you, you, you get off of one of those, especially against a team like the Celtics, and you kind of lose, potentially. And they they had kind of no flaws in their game last night, which is, um, you know, that's that's been a, one of this team's problems all year. Is, right? Like, if, if they can't shoot, they lose. If their defense lapses, they lose. Like, they play with a pretty thin margin for error, um, obviously Jimmy, when he's doing what he does yeah. last night, covers yeah. that a lot of that up. But when you get that and you don't make, have any of those flaws that sometimes would pop up, like it's a pretty solid win. Um, that, that third quarter was kind of crazy. So I was at, I was at the Panthers game covering their, their game one and trying to, like, hustle to write my game story so I could run uh, to the bar across the street and, and watch, and just eventually just, like, they were up eight, and they were up 12, and they were, it was like, all right, I guess I could just go home and watch a replay <laughs> of this. It was like, it really flipped really, really fast.
1: Yeah, it did. And, and I just want to, like, i was just think about this this morning, actually. What the Heat has done to, like, the opponent's best player. Yeah,
0: so that's and what it's, I wanted to get to just, next, just, actually. That's
1: Im- it's just incredible like when you think about it but yeah go ahead
0: yeah well let's, let's take a quick break we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, what they did to Jason Tatum in the second half of this game
1: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast,
0: lunch, and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help for your financial to-dos Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer
1: to your goals
0: All right, Anthony, um, as you were just saying that the job they did on Jason Tatum in the second half of this game was incredible. Um, in the first half, it, like I said, I mean, uh, I think he and Jimmy are maybe eight and nine on the list of best players in the NBA right now. Um, at halftime, it looked like Jason Tatum was clearly a step above Jimmy. And in the second half, it looked like Jimmy was clearly a step above Jason Tatum, um, you know, I, like I said, I rewatched the game kind of in the middle of the night last night when I got back from the Panthers game. So I wasn't watching it 100% analytically. What did the Heat do in the second half uh, that you saw to shut down Jason Tatum after the first half that he had?
1: They put P.J. Tucker on him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like... One-legged P.J. Tucker. We should yeah,
1: I mean, P.J. Tucker left the game obviously in the second half, or second quarter, missed like the f- last six minutes in the first half. Um but, but Jason Tatum was getting into the paint. I mean, all the Celtics were, but Jason Tatum was leading the charge of just, like, being able to get into the paint at will. And the Heat defense just didn't look, like, connected. Um, it wasn't doing what it's built to do, which is, like, obviously we've seen when it's at its best, it's kind of just built a wall around the paint. You just can't get in there. Like, he, Jason Tatum was getting into the paint, making plays for himself, making, you know, passing out when he drew an extra defender, creating open shots for others. That there, nothing, that wasn't there in the second half. Um P.J. Tucker did a great job on him. Jimmy Butler did a great job on him. It obviously took team defense, but for the most part, you know, P.J. was his primary defender. Looking at the numbers, P.J. spent 37 possessions on Jason Tatum. Tatum was, had scored 2 points on 0 of 3 shooting during that time. Um, Jimmy spent 18 possessions on, on Tatum. Uh, he scored 7 points on 2 of 6 shooting during that time. So, we know P.J. and Jimmy are great defenders, but Again, what they've done, what they've been able to do consistently against the Stars in this, play, in this year's playoffs is, I think, almost as impressive as what Jimmy's doing. I mean, they made Trey Young look like a below. Horrible. Like, he was like. He would have you know, been close to the top
0: 10, maybe, before this, and he's he, nowhere in that range anymore.
1: He was a liability offense, like, a yeah. lot, basically for the Hawks all series. And then James Harden, he had that one good quarter and whatever, game four, I guess, in Philly. Yeah. But James Harden was not good in the second round. And Joe Embiid, also, he had his moments, but... I am not because
0: he had a broken face, but yeah. Fine,
1: fine. But you know what I'm saying. Like, they've been able to keep all these stars yeah. in check. Um, and, you know, it's a long series. I'm sure Tatum will have... Some big games. I mean, I said that about Trey, though, so I don't know. <laughs> After game one against Trey, I said, oh, you know, Trey's going to have those I mean, we're saying oh, he's
0: going to have a big game eventually. Yeah. He still had 29 points last night. Yeah, he night. did. Right, right. <laughs> it's just
1: what they did in the second half, too. Yeah. so impressive because he scored 21 in the first half. and yeah. in the second half, yeah. he scores eight points on one of seven shooting with one assist and six turnovers. And then he finished the game with more turnovers than assists. Um so, I think obviously you take that with Jason Tatum with how well he's been playing. He did almost, he did approach 30 points, obviously. So, um, he put up some numbers, but just what they, they made him work for. And in the second half, what they were able to do to make him an inefficient player, one of seven shooting with six turnovers. Um, that's, you know, Tatum really hasn't had those, those halves this postseason. He's looked like one of the best players in the NBA. So, um, just another impressive um, performance by PJ Tucker, Jimmy Butler. Bam, I mean, Bam, switching on to Jalen Brown. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that possession, but where he switched on to him, switched on to him picked him up like near half court, um, looked like Brown had a step on him, drove past him, and Bam recovered and blocked the shot from behind. Yeah, I mean, the Heat just have incredible defensive players, um, and that's been on display this whole postseason, and it was on display in Game 1 again.
0: Yeah, the P.J. Tucker, I, th- I think back to last year when P.J. Tucker was on uh, Milwaukee, And he had to guard Kevin Durant in that, uh, I guess it was the second round series. And, you know, Durant got his, and I think had very good, you know, efficient numbers in that series, but it was, you know, it's the, you could still like, he was fighting hard for every one of those. And the jump from, from Jason Tatum to, to Kevin Durant, especially Kevin Durant last year, where he was, um, you know, he was spectacular in those playoffs. Um, Like that's, like that's the that's what PJ Tucker does. Is he he's gonna make it hard for you. Some guys like Kevin Durant are gonna get theirs, and, and Jason Tatum, like you said, is good enough player. Like he's not gonna go over three every night against PJ Tucker. He's gonna have a night where he hits some tough shots and all that sure. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they're just the way that he's gonna make guys work, and especially it seems like you know that he's the the guy who can guard that body type, that that six eight six nine forward. Uh, jump shooter type guy, um, who, you know, if you can keep those guys out of the paint and make them one dimensional, and that's what, what, like you said, the Heat does so well and PJ Tucker does so well with that low center of gravity, um, it, it really can kind of transform what these Celtics do on offense. And again, you know, we should, as I mentioned at the top, they're missing Marcus Smart, who's a starting, uh, yeah. starting bunch. Yeah. They're and missing bird who's a starting yeah. center, or like, you know, kind of, yeah, plays starters minutes basically. Like,
1: and that yeah. and that was a, that was important yesterday. Like, yeah, our Horford obviously you better, they're better with him, but they have enough big men where yeah can make up for. it. But missing Marcus Smart, um, it really made a difference on the defensive end because
0: yeah, you, you know Tyler Hero like we said kind of had his best game like and yeah. one of his better games in these playoffs. So like, and not
1: only that, Jimmy was like hunting Payne Pritchard. Yes, that's entirely. true. Yes. <laughs> Like, it late before Peyton, Peyton oh, was just Bridger. getting called up. With <laughs> yeah. As Jimmy's known to do this season, was just yeah. and finding a mismatch until they either switch, like make an adjustment or take the guy out of the game. And Celtics really didn't have a choice. They had to play Payton Pritchard. who was giving them something on offense. And then, but defensively, Jimmy just made them pay. So if Marcus Smart's out there, obviously it's a different story.
0: Yeah. Uh, again, you know, I haven't mentioned it, but obviously uh, Kyle Lowry out too. And it feels like part yeah. of where this series could You know, it was a great, great win for the Heat last night. Um, One of the most impressive wins I think they've had in the playoffs. Um, At the same time, it's a game they're supposed to win. as the higher seed, especially with the Celtics coming off of Game 7. I don't think it's any indication that the Heat has kind of taken, seized control of this series. I think, you know, the odds always basically had it pretty close to 50-50, right? The Heat were uh, like kind of a a one-and-a-half point favorite before some of the injuries came out. They'll probably be about a a two-and-a-half-point underdog on the road or something like that. The Celtics are slight slight favorites in the series. It feels like a series that is going to go six or seven kind of no matter what. Um, A lot of it kind of feels like it could come down to who gets healthy healthy first, whether that is – I mean, who knows when Kyle Lowry is going to come back. It really – like, I have no idea. You might have better – Idea than I do, a better sense, but. It, I don't it, even know if they might, know, honestly. Like, yeah, like it kind of feels like yesterday. it might be nowhere close. Um, yeah. But I asked it also feels like it
1: was 50 50, like he was going to come back.
0: Yeah, Just, it, it, so. it feels like it could be nowhere close, but it could also be a situation where maybe uh, on Monday he practices for the first time and then he's good to go by uh, game, whatever that would be, game six or, yeah, or whatever right, at five, that point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, the Celtics, Marcus Smart. Doesn't seem like that is a necessarily long-term injury, right? I think it was like kind of a questionable game-time-ish decision for game one. Um, obviously, Al Horford is at the mercy of uh, the novel coronavirus. Uh, so, you know, that, that, that's going to be a big swing in the series, depending who can get healthiest first. It would really behoove the Heat to take care of business here at home, get this two zero 0 lead uh, before the Celtics get fully healthy and, and get – get back on their home court I think but um he, either way this I mean this game like last night like I know the heat you know like you said the if you take out one quor- take out the third quarter the Celtics win that game if you take out the other three quarters the heat blow them out like it was a very close game we're going to get a lot of those.
1: yeah it's going to come down to those swings like you know swings in the middle of yep. a game but it, that kind of it reminds me of the their series 2 years ago where I think Boston yeah. outscored the Heat by, like, one point in the entire series.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's right.
1: But the Heat dominated, like, every fourth quarter. Um, it just happened it was the third quarter in game one. So we've seen this before where, like, the Celtics might be the better team over the entire series, but it just takes a couple dominant quarters, and that, that could decide a series. So, um, again, I mean, we I wrote about in the preview. Like, this series is going to be decided in the margins and in those mm-hmm. – in-game swing moments um, because it's just so close.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of two years ago, did you get some flashbacks on that BAM block on uh, Jalen Brown?
1: Jalen Brown? And then he had a nice one on Jason Tatum, too. I don't know if you saw that picture. Like, it was like from behind, like a jump shot by the free throw line.
0: Oh, yeah. I was thinking because yeah. it was kind of a chase down on that Jalen. Yeah, one, like was, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, When he wedged it in the uh, basket, it reminded me of, obviously, that the one two years ago, like you said, was on on Tatum, so. But yeah, he was he was good last night too. I mean, we haven't mentioned his name once, but um, only took four shots. But like again, it was all about oh, the defense. For him. That's
1: what he. Do- I mean, I think like people are getting to the point where like they just they're gonna stop telling Bam to take 15 shots and expecting him to score 30 points. Like we know who Bam is at this point of his career. Right?
0: right. They didn't need like there are some times where the offense totally yes. bogged down, and I get it. It's like just take Grant Williams or whatever. Right. But. Um, in a game like last night, where Jimmy shoots 19 times and shoots 18 free throws and scores 41 points, and Tyler is, scores what 18 a fit, pretty you know, on 15 shots, pretty efficiently, but also on good volume, and they're hitting their threes like Bam does not need to. It's like it's like Jimmy in the regular season sometimes, right? Where it's like, why is he not taking this little point guard off the dribble? Um, but it's like, does it matter because the Heat are up ten because they're banging all these threes, and he'd rather get everyone involved. Like there, there's, there's so it's funny. Like we we we've talked about it ad nauseum, how unique of superstars they are, but they're kind of like bizarro versions of each other, and they're so they're like so different, but they're also so yeah. similar.
1: No, it's it's true. And what, I I want to say one stat before we I think we should switch to hockey soon, but um I thought this was funny, so. With Jimmy on the court, the Heat outscored the Celtics by 30.2 points per 100 possessions
0: crazy.
1: in 41 minutes.
0: Wait, repeat that? because I kind of talked over you?
1: The Heat outscored the Celtics by 30.2 points per 100 possessions in the 41 minutes Jimmy Butler played in Game One.
0: It was a plus 25.
1: Plus 25. In this, in the seven minutes he was off the, he was on the bench, uh, the Heat was outscored by 103.2 points per 100 possessions.
0: Crazy. So thankfully, yeah, so the play when Heat he was on the they, 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 and they won by eleven, so they were minus, oh, 14
1: in seven minutes without him. Yeah. So basically, if he wouldn't have played, they would have lost by hundred points.
0: <laughs> exactly. Astonishing. <laughs> so, MVP. MVP. Uh, you also you mentioned that the game is going to be decided in in those like margins, those those crunch swing moments. Also, going to be deciding the adjustments, right? Like, Ime Udoka, uh, obviously got a lot of hype as, like, kind of a coach of the year candidate with what he did in the second half of the year. This is going to be his biggest test, uh, kind of by far at, at this point. Um, you know, obviously that Bucks series was very good, and, and, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, is this the real finals? But the Bucks kind of had, like, one thing, right? They had, they had Giannis, <laughs> essentially, and it was like Giannis's sheer will against,
1: Without Chris uh, Wilson, definitely.
0: The Celtics. Yeah. yeah. But the the Heat and the the Heat well the Celtics are gonna have to adjust after game one, right? They're gonna have to be like, How can we slow down Julian Butler? Peyton Pritchard got roasted. Uh or how are we gonna get Jason Tatum more involved against PJ Tucker? He's gonna like Udoka's gonna have to make adjustments and then he's gonna have to make those adjustments uh against Eric Spolster, who is one of the what, ten best coaches of all time according to that uh NBA or ten or fifteen? 15 or, I think. Was it 15? Yeah. Yeah. So like it's a, it, you know, on paper, uh, the Heat should have the coaching edge based on Spo's track record, uh, Yudoka unproven at this point, but, um, I think that's like going to be a huge test for him, True. Uh, and a, an underrated, maybe not so underrated, but it's, it's an important, uh, factor, I think, in this series, uh, where both of these teams have a lot of different looks they can throw at you. And, um, again, the Heat, I think, Defended Jason Tatum as well as anyone in the playoffs last night, and also, um, you know, got. uh, I'm uh, Jimmy Butler's not as good as Giannis as an offensive player, but like, you know, they got to figure out a way. I am. I (laughs) am. Jimmy's great, but Giannis is on another level. I don't know anymore.
1: In this playoffs, I think he's the best (laughs) player in NBA history. So.
0: Uh. Uh, All right. Do you want to talk about hockey before we wrap up?
1: Sure. My question to you is: Can the Panthers stay on the penalty box ever? Like, I know
0: that's the, like it's like it's such a weird thing to write about because it's like, like it's so obvious. Yeah, like what they have to do to win this series is just like don't commit six penalty penalties. Penalties, and, <laughs> like they should win. They were better than the the Lightning last night when. They were at even strength. Like at least the regular season, like Sergeant They were that. relatively highly penalized. Like I wanna say like top half of the league in, in penalties committed. Um but the Lightning, they just kinda of know how to do that. I wrote about it today as my advance. They they just kinda of know how to do this. Uh they're averaging four point eight power plays per game in the playoffs so far, obviously small sample size and helped out a little bit by getting six last night. Um but every year, you know, they go from generally in hockey, the number of penalties drops in the playoffs um, from the regular season. But the Lightning are kind of like over the last, you know, they won the championship the last two years, have been less affected by that than anyone else. Um, last year, I think they were third in the regular season in power plays. They're first in the playoffs, uh, kind of right around three. Like, they drop a little bit, but less than everyone else. And then the first year they won the championship, which was the bubble year, I think they are only 13th in the league in the regular season in power plays per game, and they had the most during that playoff run. So, like, that's kind of what they do. They're going to try to, like, not – like, they they just know how to sell it. They've been in it a lot, right? They they get the respect because they're the two-time champs, all that kind of stuff. Um, But, like, it's always – it's a lot easier said than done to, like, just not commit penalties, I guess. I don't know. I've, I've never played hockey, but – uh, I'm, I'm trying to not swing my stick around so much.
1: I played hockey for three months in the league, so I did you Really? Yeah, I would say I was like eight years old. So
0: on ice skates?
1: No, it was roller. Oh,
0: okay, R- Rollerblades. Gotcha. Yeah. But
1: uh, so I, I am. You can, yeah, I, I, I. You could ask me hockey questions. I'm an expert. Yeah. Um, I also have heard, saw a stat. Um, like I know it's only a one, you know, one game, and Panthers can come back. They did it in the first mm-hmm. round, but. Vasilevsky has never lost, like, back-to-back games in the playoffs, or hasn't recently, so... And obviously yeah, I mean, the it's, to it's been a that. little
0: while. I mean, obviously, they got swept out of the first round three years ago. Against um Bob, right? Yeah. Against Bob, yeah, in Columbus, but it's yeah, it's been a so little been, bit. like, yeah, it does not happen.
1: So, and they're, obviously, the Panthers will have to do that now to win this series. They'll have to win yeah. two games in a row. Um, so, and it, it is going to be tough, like, they can do it but against this lightning team like i don't know yeah
0: they, I, they, it was a they they kind of blew it last night they like not that they didn't blow the series they they blew the game you know, if they right. just don't commit all those penalties they win they win they were way better than the, the lightning for the first like 35 minutes basically like until the last 5 minutes of the first period or the second period with the lightning get a power play uh, barkov misses the net on a shorthanded chance. They come right back the other way, get a two on one score on the power play to tie it up, get another power play right near the end of the period that carries over into the third. They kind of pin the Panthers back in their zone to start the third and they could never really get out of it. And, um, you know, they, it was sort of similar to game one last year where they were up by a goal with like seven minutes left and then gave up two down the stretch. Um, so yeah, it was kind of a missed opportunity, and it's hard to you don't want to give the lightning like any extra life basically, um, especially they're missing one of their best players uh, right now, yeah. uh, Brayden Point, who uh, hockey they're even more ambiguous about when these what how serious these injuries are. So who knows? He might not come back at all in this series. It sounds like, but right arm, um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like body body yeah. injury. He's got a body <laughs> injury. Yeah. Um so uh but again, like I said I mean if they if they play the way that they played last night and just commit three penalties <laughs> instead of six or, or give up three power plays instead of six, like I don't maybe they don't win that game because they only scored one goal, but like yeah they they felt like they should have been up like three, one or four one at that second intermission with the number of really good chances they were getting um and it would help if they could score on a power play at some point.
1: Yeah, it's kind of crazy, like, one of the best offenses in NHL history, and, like, they haven't scored in a
0: power play yet, They're right? pretty good on the power play in the regular. I think they finished top five in power play percentage, or at least were, like, toward the end of the year before they kind of benched all their starters for the last couple of games. So it's it's unusual. They don't have, like, it's interesting because as good of an offense as they are, they don't have, like, the guy, like the one goal scorer, right? Like, their best players are Huberto, who's, like, the best passer in the league.
1: Like the Heat, kind of. Thing.
0: And Barkov, who is, like, the best two-way all-around guy in the league, sort of. Um, and then they have a lot of guys who, like, they had a bunch of 30 and 20 goal scores. But they don't have, like, if you watch the Lightning play, they're just trying to get it to Nikita Kucherov and just have him shoot the puck as hard as he can at the net. And he likes to do that. Or the Caps, they do that with Ovechkin. Like, the Panthers just don't have that. And it makes it – they overpass, I think, on the – power play because that's – all those guys' instinct is kind of be pass first. Like you said, it's the Heat. They're the Heat.
1: It's kind of like the Heat. Yeah, exactly. A lot of two-way guys, like not a clear natural scorer per se, right?
0: Yeah, I think Barkov led the team in goals in the regular season, but like he's not like – you know, he's never going to be top five in the league in in goals probably.
1: Right. Um, How was the crowd? Like on a day where the Heat were playing an hour and a half later – was there were there a lot of Lightning fans or?
0: There were, it, I mean, there's definitely some Lightning fans, right? It's not that far for them. Um, but it was definitely majority, vast majority Panthers. I think they announced, and in playoffs, you know, they're announcing real numbers. It's over like 19 and a half or something. Um, crowds been really good. They actually, at least going into last night, uh, and I'm sure they still do because they were the only game that happened or one of the only games that happened last night. Uh. Led the NHL in attendance in the playoffs, so. Wow. You know, I, I think the the um, there's not a huge conflict. I think with people attending both games, right? Like, obviously, some people would be at every game, but they're drawing different demographic. You know, the, the arenas are so far apart. A um, you know, it's hard to have season tickets to both, right? right. Like, just generally for if you're. Uh, in any city, it's hard to have NBA and NHL tickets, even if they share an arena. It's like it's that's a lot of games to go to and a lot of money to spend. Um, it just you know, it, it sucks for for the people. Sucks for, for a the people who want to watch both. Although the overlap wasn't as bad last night, I guess as it could have been. Right with the Heat starting an hour and a half late later, um, I think it started right at basically during the Heat. They're in the second intermission of the Panthers game, so. You could easily like watch the start of the Heat game, kind of missed a lot of the second quarter. Watch the full second half. Um, kind of really sucks that the people who want to go to one and watch the other. Right? Yeah,
1: that's the thing. Like you can't do that's both. It like, sucks the for. casual fan who wants to like go to a Panthers playoff game against the Lightning, you don't know when you get this chance again. I mean, the Panthers are very good, but it just it just thinks as you can't do both. So yeah, that's probably the worst part of it all. But yeah, if you have it, I mean, if you're home, like yeah, you might have to switch back and forth, but. Yeah. Thankfully, like, the Heat game starts, like, eight hours later.
0: Feels yeah, okay. It doesn't seem like it was that bad for, yeah. for those watching at home. Yeah. But, like, like I said, it, it sucks for people any as many of the can And then just also, like, you know, if you're at a – if you want to go to the Heat game, uh, you want to be in your seats, what, half an hour early or something? Like, it's hard to, like, watch pan- yeah. yeah. the Panthers game, and you're going to miss the end of that game. So, yeah. it sucks, but –
1: it's, you know what really sucks for? The
0: Marlins. It really sucks for the Marlins. Really sucks Marlins. I mean, how many people were at the – I mean, yeah,
1: uh, I, just, I just feel bad. Cause it's, it's a tough – it's, like, just a tough time of year, especially when the Panthers and the Heat are really good like this. Yeah. It doesn't happen often, but it's almost like the Panthers
0: – the Marlins are getting swallowed. Like, yeah. It you know, could each, happen often, though, right? Like, would no. it be surprising if this happens more – I mean, the Panthers are in a good spot to be good for a while. The Heat – are you ever going to doubt the Heat to be in, like – if they're not in the conference finals once every three years or something, right. it's kind of a surprise at this point. Like, yeah, it's a good point. But, yeah, I mean, for both, it's, it's not baseball season, right? Like, it's not baseball season. No, baseball season
1: starts it's in not, the middle of June.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel that way even when the Panthers and the Heat aren't both in the conference it's, finals, it's right? Like, I'm not paying attention to baseball while there's NBA playoff games happening. That's a fair point. That's a fair
1: yeah.
0: point, David. But, yeah, yeah, especially especially right now for the Marlins. Like, there's uh, there's not a whole lot of people I don't I have not seen a whole lot of Marlins tweets in my on my timeline over the last uh, couple of weeks. I can't imagine the press box is that full these days. No. Oh my god, no. Right. <laughs> all right, I think we can wrap things up there. Unless you have any final NBA and or NHL thoughts.
1: No, I think we covered it all. I think we did a great job
0: this week. I think we did too. Um, we will be back next week. Um, I'll have a. I think a much better idea of where this series is maybe headed by then. Um, again, I think very, very good showing for the heat in game one, uh, confidence inspiring where, you know, like I said, the, the Celtics were the slight favorite in, in Vegas. I, I think it's probably even looks closer to a 50, 50 battle than, than maybe the odds would have suggested. And again, it was not like it was extreme in the Celtics favor. Um, so what do we got? We got game two is on
1: Thursday. Thursday every other day. Game
0: three, Saturday, game four, Monday. Game So five. we will we'll be back, I guess, a live we'll we'll, we'll do a live reaction to game five. Five. Yeah. Eat and five. That out. We'll be talking about the finals. Yeah, we'll be we'll be doing our finals preview. Eat and five. No, I, I
1: I still think this series goes a distance. I, I really do. Like it just has to make it has the look of it, it has the feel of it. Um, I think yeah. Is, I mean, at
0: least at least six, right? Like maybe if yeah, that's it. Could, could the Celtics get it done in six, right? Or or the Heat get it done? Could could we have a, a Heat up three two going to Boston and Celtics fighting for their lives? Like that's possible, right? Like, Jimmy Butler scores fifty eight points. Yeah, exactly. They get flashbacks to uh twenty James- LeBron, yeah, yeah twenty ten LeBron, twenty eleven LeBron. What year was that? Twenty that was twenty.
1: That was twenty
0: twelve. Twenty twelve, yeah. right? Because it was right before the uh, the Spurs finals. Yeah, yeah. So no, it was it was the Thunder, I think. Or sorry, Thunder finals. Yes, yeah. you're right. That was their yes, first second, championship, right? The first championship season. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's all it's all leading up to that. Got it. And then as I and then he he mavs in the finals again. Like it kind of feels like we're headed to that, which is crazy.
1: Yeah, I didn't predict that one at the
0: be. No, of the did not. But it happens all the time. It's a weirdly frequent thing that happens in NBA recent NBA history.
1: If that happens again. Um, maybe fun cuz Luka's just fun. He's like my favorite player to watch probably. Be fun to see him face the Heat's defense and kind of see that chess match between the two of those two between Luka and Spo and like PJ on Luka and Jimmy on Luka. Like that would be be a lot of fun. Like I will take that. I like that series.
0: Yeah, I think we have four, four – Fun teams left. So I'm not sure if they're all any of them are necessarily like all-time great teams, but they're four fun, different teams. Um, Yeah, you know, the NBA, the playoff ratings, I guess, have been kind of way up this year, and I think the open, the wide-open nature of it, and the fact that it's, uh, I well, the it. it plays into the wide-open nature, but the fact that these teams are all kind of like distinct and and all have kind of a cool, different, cool stories. Right there's the Warriors, like. Kind of like, oh my God, they're back! Like you can't can't kill them. There's obviously Luca ascending. Um, there's uh, the Celtic, you know, the Celtics or the Celtics, right? You got this Heat team is like the the most like nobody believes in us number one seed I can ever remember. Um, you know, obviously in last round you had the Bucks with Giannis, you had the Suns melting down, um, you had Ja and in, an in, in ascending a superstar with Memphis, you had. Sixers, like, the most drama-filled playoff run I can ever remember. Like, it, 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 it's been just an incredible NBA playoffs. And it's, like, a nice reminder that, like, people get so caught up in, like, oh, it's got to be the Lakers and the Celtics. Oh, like, it, LeBron, great for ratings. But, like, the the variety of the, and the different storylines and, and different fan bases getting engaged, I think, has been just really, really good for the NBA this year.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's been a good, uh, it's been a fun playoffs. Like some surprising results, um, a lot of incredible perform- like individual performances. Yeah, uh, I
0: think, and I think the new, new, like kind of new blood franchises. In yeah, the like having the the Memphis yeah. fans get excited for the first time in in six seven years, having you know Minnesota and New Orleans lost in the first round, but like
1: yeah, those are fun, how many like, new fans did those
0: teams probably create that are now like all in as they go into next year, like. Um, obviously, the Suns came last year, but like it, it's it's been just great to see some of these new teams get get to yeah. provide reasons to get excited.
1: And, and to your point, like there's no, I don't think any of us would be surprised if any of these four teams win. You no. know, like, usually there's the Warriors. You're like, well, they're going to win a championship. Like, you'd be, like you're just kind of rooting for the upset at that point, you know, or yeah. the Heat when they had the big three, or um, yeah, I mean the, the Cavs when they had LeBron. Like you just kind of knew those were the, you knew it was going to be uh, Cleveland against Golden State in the finals. Like he, we just don't know right now who is going to be. It could be any combination. So I think that's, you know, that's a big difference from previous seasons.
0: All right. Uh, we've rambled for far too long. Uh, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. Uh, he's got your continuing heat coverage um, ahead of game two, which will obviously be tonight by the time most of you guys are listening to this. Oh, or maybe be done if you're a late listener. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2. I have your continuing Panthers coverage, which game two will be, like I said, tonight uh, when most of you are listening to this. Uh, so, you know, just read the Miami Herald because we have lots of coverage of uh, the busiest sports city in America right now. You're very busy. No. We're very you're busy. You're very busy. busy. Yes. So, uh, anyway, uh, thanks again for listening, and we will talk to you guys next week.